start language and mature situations run rampant in this episode, so one must beware. The spiritual contract created by the Black Rabbit and the heir to the Vesselist Dukedom is explained in the following recording. Yet the enigmic hunter watch shall not be explained. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> Episode of the Spark and Manga Review, the podcast where we talk about manga, how the art style is, how the characters are, and if it's worth reading or not. Now, you don't have to agree with anything we say or what we talk about, but I've heard we're entertaining. I'm your host, Zan, and I'm here to tell you about lots of interesting stuff and just to talk your ear off because I love doing that. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can email us at spirekin.gmail.com, or you can email me personally at zanspirekin.com. We're also on our Facebook, Twitter, Google+, and you can call us 206 all this information is, of course, in our show notes and on the website itself, so leave a comment or just talk to us. <sighs> yeah, wanted to do something a little bit different because it is episode 141. I mean, we got to keep rolling and we're getting ready because that big 150 is coming up soon. Well, 2012 is going to happen because that's when it happens, and 2012 is coming up too. I mean, it's about three weeks away. Damn, soon it will be 2012, and many people will be scared because the Mayan calendar ends, but that's for another podcast or another episode. So, yes. So what is new with us? Well, nothing much. I've just been really going crazy with all the stuff going on in all of the various places I've been to and all of the things because I'm now 30 and all of the changing I've done. Not too much, just little subtle things here, realizing I'm getting older and all this other stuff. But you guys aren't here to listen to me talk about that. I know what you're here for. You're here for me to talk about manga, and that's what we're here for today, especially because we've got some interesting stuff going on. Now, besides the usual emails from Chaz Wang, have we got anything really interesting? Well, we have one which is a simple question, which is cake versus pie. Um, I think that the person who emailed that really needs to 
clarify that a little more. I know cake versus pie is a really important topic because it is. But the question is, what type of cake are we talking about? Are we talking about chocolate? Are we talking about vanilla? Are we talking about cheesecake? Are we talking about um, cherry pie? Are we talking about apple pie? Are we talking about rhubarb? What are we talking about? People want to know. Send us a very more straightforward answer, and I'll answer it. But for the most part, I'm going to lean more towards cake because cake is better than pie, unless we're talking about a certain type of pie that I can't talk about here on this podcast. <sighs> anyway, I'm getting off topic a little bit. So let's rock and roll, because if you remember from the last episode of the Spark and Manga Review, I spun that one, that only. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the Wheel of Manga. And it's dictated to me that I'll be reviewing a new manga. Well, not new. Well, I'm talking about a manga that came out originally in June 2006 and is still coming out. There are 15 volumes. It is considered a mystery, psychological, thriller, fantasy, action, comedy series. Released over here by Yen Press, but originally released by Square Enix. I'm pretty sure there's some sort of version of a game. Not entirely sure, because there's a crap load of animes and other things. And it was written by Jun Mochizuki. And what am I talking about? I am talking about Pandora Hearts. Yeah, not Kingdom Hearts, Pandora Hearts. It's a manga which, when I first read it, immediately I'm thinking, okay, this seems like the creator, Jun Mochizuka, had a major hard-on for Lewis Carroll's stuff and also L. Frank Baum's stuff because there is a shitload of references. Everything from the main character's name to the protagonist's job and the way the turn characters look and the inclusion of a creepy black rabbit. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself. So this is technically a shonen. It was a monthly G fantasy because it is a fantasy. And it's a very trippy series. It actually opens up in Medius Res, where a character is like, I wasn't supposed to be in the dark like this. Originally one day I was in the light. And that goes back in time to the event of which has happened, and we're introduced to our main character. And his name is Oz Versalis, and he is an heir to a dukedom. Um, I'm assuming the Versalis dukedom, and it's his 15th birthday. He's going to turn 15 today. And everyone's trying to find out where he is, because they're like saying, Where's Oz? Where's Oz? We need him. We need to get ready for the ceremony. And no one knows where he is. And one lady who looks like his nanny walks up to his official bodyguard, a guy who has the name of Gil, and she's like, Gil, where's Oz? And he's like, oh, I'm not sure, but I think I saw him and his sister go that way. And the nanny runs off, and it turns out that Oz was right behind him in a cupboard, and Gil is trying to help him out, because Gil is his best friend. And as they're talking, and he's like, yeah, 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 you, you fooled him. Oz's uncle, Oscar, shows up and is like, oh, that's where you've been. And we find out that this is a big day because it is actually the ceremony of when he reaches a quote-unquote adulthood at 15 and all his new responsibilities are going to be going on. It's a big deal. Um, also, he's staying currently at the Family Vista, which is specifically designed for the ceremony. You go to this house when you turn 15 and you get this whole big ceremony. One of the things is that he has to be, after swearing an oath, he's presented a cloak and he wants Gil his best friend to do it and Gil is very like no 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 I can't do it I can't do it I'm I'm just I'm just a servant I'm... and Oz is like I don't want you to do it as my servant I wanted you to do it as my friend and already get this nice dynamic that they're really good friends and you get all the little things like the fact that Gil is terrified of cats which I find hysterical immediately I had a Rama reference in my head like oh my god he knows the Neko can there's gonna be some cool shit happening but alas that doesn't happen in this volume but I digress. So they decide to go exploring before the ceremony. They have like two hours to go. And they're exploring and Oz and Gil end up falling into a hole in the backyard of this huge estate. And they find a giant cross by a tree. And now we're going to assume that it's a burial ground. And on top of this grave, there's a watch. 
And for some reason, Gil doesn't hear it ticking, but Oz does, and he's like, what the hell is this? So he goes up, and he walks up, and he actually grabs the watch. And the minute he grabs the watch, he suddenly zooms in to a weird room, just filled with stuffed animals and other things. And I'm looking at him like, wait a minute, wait, he got zoomed into the labyrinth, and he's seeing Sarah's room. But, no, that's not it. And he sees a girl in there, a very pretty girl with blonde hair, who immediately says, I found you. And she tries to choke him. And he freaks out. And as she's choking him, he hears in the background, Master, Master. And he opens his eyes. And Gil's like, you, you kind of zoned out for a second. And he's like, oh, God, that seems so real. What the hell happened? I don't know what's going on. And as he's walking away, you look at the next panel, and you see around his neck where the lady was strangling him. You see bruises around his neck like it really happened. So something is going on. And as they're walking back to the room for Oz to get ready, Gil gets abducted by this person with a black mask who does something to him and says, Oh, our plant is almost ready. And Oz doesn't notice because he's too busy trying to figure out what he's going to do. And meanwhile, Oscar has warned him about, If you do anything bad, the Abyss is going to come to get you. Now, the Abyss, it's supposedly like a prison. It's a different dimension that people are sent there almost like a punishment. And there are these creatures there called Change that what they'll do is that they will do horrible things or give you powers. And it's like a MacGuffin almost. We'll figure out what it is in a bit, like what specifically the Abyss is. But I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself again. So let's flash forward a little bit. And now it's time for the ceremony. And as he's waiting, he sees a young girl walk up. Say, hello, my name is Sarah. I'm here to tell you that my mother is not going to be here today. And Oz is smitten because she's so beautiful and intelligent. Oz is like, oh, oh you're Lady Rainsworth's daughter. Um, I was wondering if you'd like to stay and we could have some fun and relax at this gala because it's mainly old people and you're my age and you're really cute. And she's like, oh, unfortunately, I can't go because I'm only 14. But I'll see you again and once I'm 15, we'll meet again. So she walks off. And meanwhile, you see her bodyguard, this guy who has a creepy doll on his shoulder, and he smiles at him and walks away. And then as they're going away in the carriage, the girl, Sharon, is like, Yeah, Xerxes, uh, he's the one we're looking for. He'll be able to help us get rid of that group. And Xerxes is like, Okay, are you sure about this? So something is going on. We'll have to wait and see exactly what it is. So we go forward to the ceremony. And as the ceremony is going on, it seems like everything is going good. And it's the moment when Gil is going to be putting the new cloak around the new lord. And as Gil goes to reach around him, he pulls out a knife and stabs Oz right in the shoulder. And he starts mumbling about how this is, that a blood of the nobleman will be the one to open the seal. And as the seal is going on, Suddenly you hear a weird sound like you're free. And a bunch of people in black show up to cause a bunch of shit and try to kill Oz. And as they're doing that, suddenly a girl pops out and says, You can't touch him, he's mine. And she's defending him. It's a huge clusterfuck happens. After a while, they have the upper hand that Oz and this mysterious girl have the upper hand. And Gil has got his mind back. And he's fighting these people in the black cloaks. And he runs up to one of them, the one who seems to be the leader. And he looks at the guy's face, which you can't see because they're all hooded. It's like, Oh my god, you're... And Oz, meanwhile, picked up a sword that was dropped and ran up to this leader and wanted to slash him, and predictably, Gil gets in the way. So Oz ends up accidentally killing Gil. Gil is now dead, supposedly. I don't know, maybe he'll be alive, I don't know. But he's dead, or not. And Oz is completely catatonic. He's like, what the fuck did I just do? Oh my god, I killed my friend, I killed my friend. And as they do this, all the people around him, they start doing this weird spell to get rid of the girl. And the girl's like, oh, don't worry, he's going where I'm going, so I'll see him again. You owe me. And she disappears. And they essentially tell him that they're going to send him into the abyss, a prison for all eternity, because he has the, the sin of existing. 
I mean, that's like Lena Inverse in uh, Slayer's Revolution, where the whole thing is that she's being chased by that cop because of the crime of being Lena Inverse. It's fucking ridiculous. It's, you're the crime for just existing. So there's got to be something going on. Either he's a devil or he's a demon or there's something else. I don't know. So they end up sending him into the abyss. And he bumps into that creepy girl again who tried to strangle him and who saved his life. And she reveals herself as Alice. Or the, the bee bunny. She has a really big creepy bunny that is like her... I don't want to say it's her magical mumbly-jumbly stand, but something similar to a stand. She is there to help him out. Well, she says, you are the key to my memories. You'll help me get things together. If you sign a contract with me, I'll help you get out of here. And so, due to some little subterfuge on her part, he ends up making a contract with her, and they end up going back to the real world, and they're rescued by Sharon and Xerxes, and then it just turns into a, it's been some time since he's been seen, and they're part of this group called Pandora, who their whole deal is that they want to research the abyss, and they want to do all this stuff, and they're trying to find this group, which is doing all these problems, and they want Oz to work for them. That's where it ends. It's a little fight, a little scuffle, but it's now what is Oz going to do now? What can he do? And I'm not going to lie. It seems pretty interesting. I like some of the little aspects, like the fact that you have the whole contract thing, and then when he used his, when she first appeared, there was a little clock on his chest which appeared. Now, I don't know what the clock symbolizes. It seems very similar to the clock from Alice in Wonderland that the one rabbit had the I'm late, I'm late, I'm late for a very important date. That was pretty cool. The art style is it's decent. It's not bad. It's kind of like I had the Combat Butler, but it's a little more refined, a little darker, a little more twisted, because there are some dark and twisted scenes in the background imagery. This is perfect for what Hot Topic used to be. I'd love seeing the anime in like Hot Topic to give it that kind of dark ambiance, which Hot Topic no longer has. It seems pretty interesting. I have to admit that. The story itself, it seems very contrived. Like, I'm betting, because of the fact that his father isn't around that the guy in the mask is probably his father. If I'm right, please don't email me saying I'm right. I don't think I'm going to pursue this much more. Because it's interesting, but it just seems like there's something off about it that I'm not digging. Could be wrong. It could be really good. It might be really good. I mean, I wonder what the whole the deal with the contract is. But it seems very similar to Soul Reaver or Bleach, where she is essentially his Zambakdo. She is his sword. She is his weapon. She's going to do whatever he wants to do, but she has a mind of her own. I am interested more to see what the deal is with the dukedoms, though. Because they reference a bunch of things, including some tragedy. And I'd like to see where it goes and what the deal is with the houses are. And that seems pretty interesting. That's the political intrigue. I'm not really a political fan, but that might be cool. I know that there is more to this girl, Sharon. There has to be, because she seems a little too knowledgeable about everything for a 14-year-old girl. I wonder if she has a contract or if she if there's something else about her. I don't know. Break creeps me the fuck out, I'm not going to lie. With the little creepy doll, he's like, You're my best friend, Emily. Oh, the doll's name is Emily. And she smiles, and he just... I don't know. It just seems really fucking creepy. Anyway, I'm getting a little behind or ahead of myself. I don't know. It's an interesting series could be better could be worse i'm not gonna say if it's truly amazing because it's just a series it's just what am i gonna say it's one of those series which is just a series not too bad not too good for that reason i'm gonna have to give it a gift from your crazy aunt muriel okay but forgettable it could be really good and i think i see the seeds of really good character development because they don't explain a lot they don't give you enough to explain anything which i like there's a lot of character development 
that's giving you enough to just start off with, but it just feels overused. Some of the stuff just seems very going with the Wizard of Oz references and also the very similar Alice in Wonderland references. I mean, I'm expecting a Cheshire Cat to show up soon and maybe someone whose name is March Hare. I don't know. I may look in this later, but to be honest with you, I'm really not going to. So, if you tell me what you think, email me, spyrokin at gmail.com or zanspyrokin.com with your opinions on Pandora Hearts and if I'm giving this a poor review. I mean, I might check it out later, but for right now, I'm not really feeling it. So, I guess it's about that time. So, all of you have been waiting for me to do it, be ready to be happy. And what am I talking about? It's the time for that one. That only. The Wheel of Manga. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune or a prize wheel with 10 slots on it. What I've done is I've assigned a manga to each of the 10 slots. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to spin that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. And whenever a number it lands on, that's what I'm going to be reviewing in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 142. And we have some interesting titles and one very terrible shonen title, which I'm dreading, but most likely I'm going to get because... The Wheel of Manga hates me, but I must abide by the Wheel of Manga. Whatever it chooses, I must do. So, with that in mind, let's spin the Wheel of Manga and see what I'm reviewing in the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review. Number 5. So, for the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review, I'm going to review Grenadier. Now, for those who don't know, Grenadier is full of titties. Lots of titties. It would have been perfect for the month of Kung Fu and titties. And actually, I think that there's actually an anime for this series. Actually, there is an anime for this series, and it was released over here by Tokyo Pop until 2006, so there's seven volumes. That's pretty cool. And the series takes place in a weird time, so this should be a lot of fun. Something different, something unusual, and you gotta admit, it's pretty fucking badass to do something with tits and guns again. And hopefully I'll do a lot better than last time. Unlike with Gunsmith Cat. We'll see what happens. So, with that in mind, I guess that's it for this episode of the Spark and Mong Review. I'm Arizona, and we are gone. Now.